A very good evening to all our viewers who are just joining us at Kopi Advance. As usual, before I start, I have my coffee cup and I'm also sure my guest speaker today will be having a coffee cup as well, but I'm not sure what will be inside. Let's check with her in a very short while. But yes, today's topic, it's going to be what's your mouth telling you. I'm very excited to share this piece of news with you guys and girls out there. We are live in Spotify as well as podcasts as well. So if you type in Kopi with Vans, you can find us and you can hear them at any time, any place, anywhere. So without any further delay, I'm going to invite Dr. Ramita Veno. Hi, Dr. Ramita Veno. Hi. Hi, Vans. Good evening. Good evening. So now I got to be very uh, conscious because I know you are a dentist, so, you know, you know, my teeth, you know, uh, I'll, be, I'll be telling you later about that. Uh, but today's topic, right, um, it's about what's your mouth telling you. But before we even jump into the topic, um, if you can just do an introduction of yourself so that our viewers will know who you are. All right. So, um, first of all, thank you for having me here. Um, so, a little about myself. My name is uh, Dr. Ramita. I am a general dentist and I've been practicing for about five and a half years. Uh, years now and um, I first started my journey as a dentist um, in the government sector where I served the government for about um, four years where two and a half years I was in um, a clinic in Ipoh, my hometown, uh, Clinic Pergigian Kampung Simi. It was also attached to the restorative specialist department. I gained a lot there, learned a lot there. Following, I got absorbed to be a permanent officer and I was transferred to Sarawak. It's a lovely place, wonderful people, mm -hmm. wonderful colleagues. And I was in Hospital Cebu, uh, the Oral Maxillofacial Specialist Department. I was the permanent officer there. So I gained vast experience learning from uh, one of the top specialists, actually, in the country. And also with an amazing team. And uh, following after my experience over there, you know, I realized that, you know what, I think it's time for me to venture into the private sector. That's when I uh, left the government. And I joined the private sector early of last year. And uh, I've been uh, working in the private sector of dentistry in Malaysia for over a year now. And I'm currently uh, based in Penang, Batuat, and I'm uh, working in a dental clinic here as well. Thank so you, Dr. Ramita, for the, the lovely introduction of yourself. And yes, we are going to come to the topic today. Uh, of course, we have decided on the topic of what's your mouth telling you. But you know, for before we really seriously get into the topic, uh, mm -hmm. on the lighter side, you know, most of the time, the mouth will be only telling, put in the sugar drinks, put in a lot of food. But yes. for you, it will be a bit different, you know, we got to be certain SOPs, you know, brushing in the morning, after lunch, must brush teeth, after the snack, must brush teeth, evening must be, oh, it's going to be very tough. So we're going to find out all these um, mm -hmm. information from you um, with so much of experience that you have. Um, so let's get started up with that. Uh, and we are also with Spotify and um, Apple Podcasts. So we was watching this. Please do share and like so that many more will be benefit from this talk session as well. Today with me is Ramita Veno. Uh, we're going to talk about all about the topics on what your mouth is telling you. So I'm going to jump into the first part of the um, the topic. I mean, in the segment right. itself, um, what is dentistry? I mean, you know, before we, I even you answer that, doc. I mean, I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to confess. Okay. I'm, I'm sure it's going live, but I got to confess this. You know, I always have this kind of phobia. Okay. All right. <sighs> okay. Deep breath. Okay. Whenever I got a dental appointment during the mm -hmm. school days, right? Mm -hmm. You know, I will not turn up. Stomach pain, head pain, mm -hmm. food, stomach disorder, and all these things will come in. 
But nowadays, I don't scare dentists at all. Why is that so? Um, I have to ask you that question actually. <laughs> so, all right. So actually, they're not scary at all. All right, that's not yeah. scary. So actually, it's a very common thing. It's very prevalent. A lot of people have dental phobia, dental yeah. anxiety, and um, sometimes it is so serious in some people that they actually cancel their appointments and they don't show up until the last minute where it's actually an emergency situation. And, you know, we have to actually carry out like uh, extensive procedures, which is actually going to add on to the dental trauma and their dental fear. So um, I'll talk about that a bit later. Okay. So, yeah. So, so coming back again, you know, I, I know that the, our beautiful teeth, you know, the smile is all very important, but um, dentistry, what is it exactly that you do? You know, I know we have a lot of questions. We was also can engage Dr. Ramita Venu for all the questions. I know there are a few questions that's already coming in, which is good. But what is that, Doc? I mean, what should we all know, you know, in okay. terms of dentistry? Okay, so dentistry is basically um, any uh, diagnosis, treatment, prevention related to the mouth, which is like your oral soft tissues, your gums, your oral mucosa, which is like the inner part of your cheeks, and also, of course, your teeth and any tissues related to actually the head and the neck. All right. So uh, that is basically dentistry. So we actually diagnose, we treat, and we prevent diseases associated with that. Okay. And um, okay, we will come back again on in terms of dentistry. But, um, you know, um, how important is this? I know teeth is very important for us. Mm -hmm. Uh, but those who are taking a bit on the lighter side, is it a serious condition or a serious matter to take note of that? Yes, of course. Your teeth is very important. I mean, um, your dental health actually affects your overall well-being. Okay, so like why I say that? Okay, first, first thing you wake up in the morning, you know, like of course you're going to be hungry and you want to eat. So you mm -hmm. need your teeth to chew your food. And it you have to you need your teeth to like break down like large particles of food into like smaller particles to yep. aid in digestion and things like that. So just imagine a situation where you actually don't have your teeth, right? Like you mm -hmm. won't be able to eat so many different types of food, things that you're actually craving, you know, like you're unable to eat those kind of things. And mm -hmm. in the long run, like it's actually gonna affect you because like you're not feeding your stomach and also you're not feeding your soul. Because like I think like food plays a very important part, especially for us Malaysians, like mm -hmm. If you are not able to eat something that you really want, I think, especially you know, when you're craving and things like that, it's really going to affect you. Another one more thing, your teeth, why it's important, which a lot of people overlook this until they actually lose their teeth, is it actually affects the way you talk. It affects your speech. So, for instance, like let's say now we're right. talking, right? Actually, yep. how is it that we can enunciate words clearly? It's because our tongue is actually rolling and it's hitting against our anterior teeth. And like words are able to flow out smoothly. You know, you're able to enunciate. But just yeah. imagine a situation where you don't actually have your front teeth. You're going to end up having a lisp. And you're going to have difficulties in enunciating and pronouncing certain words as well. And of course, uh, another one more thing is your smile. Your smile is going to be your visiting card. Right? So your smile is very important. And... Um, it basically gives you confidence. I mean, if you've got a really nice smile, you're happy with your teeth, you know, it's going to look, it's your outlook, right? So it can greatly affect your mental health. Actually, dental health and mental health has a huge correlation to it, yeah. Okay. And I know we are going to talk about that as well because we, yes. there, there is some kind of a relationship between the both of them. 
yeah. when you talk about mental health, they say, hey, what to do with, you know, with teeth, you know, teeth is too, got nothing yeah. to do with mental health. But we're going to come back there. Um, yes, I'm, we are We are now going into a little bit more deeper, you know, we are, mm-hmm. it's very important. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, even as, as, as younger times, as, as we grow up to 17 or 20, 24, uh, there will be one or two times that we will lose our teeth. Am I right to say that? Then after that, the tooth will never grow up again or something? Okay, that is actually your deciduous dentition, your milk tooth. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, when we are born, we're actually born with two sets of teeth. One is your permanent dentition. All right. And one is, sorry, your deciduous dentition first, which is your milk teeth, followed by your permanent dentition, which is the teeth okay. that we have now as adults. Okay. All right. So... Um, your permanent dentition, all right, if you lose it, it's not going to grow back, all right? Mm-hmm. Your deciduous dentition, you will eventually lose it. You'll start losing it. It starts with the uh, lower front tooth, all right, around the age of uh, six to seven. For some kids, even okay. earlier, some even later than that. So it really depends. So um, your deciduous dentition, which is your milk tooth, yeah, that one, you definitely will lose it. Uh, up to the age of maybe 14, 15. But there are some cases where some people, some patients, they come in and they actually require uh, extraction of their deciduous dentition, which is their milk tooth, because uh, there's something called as uh, over-retained deciduous teeth, where the teeth that is supposed to shed has not shed yet. You know, it has not exfoliated yet. So we have to assist in uh, the exfoliation process with an extraction to allow the permanent teeth to erupt. So basically, the deciduous teeth guides the uh, eruption pathway of the permanent teeth. Okay. You know, all we know, uh, Doc, I got to tell you this, right? I'm sure our viewers also will agree. All we know is the teeth is just biting food. And we just have to brush in the morning and then we got to brush okay, in the night. Yeah. Uh, some are trying to save water. They don't even brush in the night also. Continue in the morning. So we are going to talk about that as well uh, in terms of IG. Um so yeah, so let's put this topic aside. Uh, we will come to you right now. I know that you know before you start work, you know you're always working in a very tight space, which we'll yes. go in later. But tell us about this PPE. You know, you you seems like going for a war where your dental assistants will keep all those medical tools or equipment that yeah. you call, and then they are standing by with the PPE, with the shield, with the mask, with, with all the protection. What is this all about? Is it a must to do all these necessary SOPs? Yes, it is. Actually, uh, we have been practicing this even before COVID, just that, you know, like uh, when COVID came, it became more prevalent and, you know, everyone started, you know, uh, taking it more seriously. People, uh, the general population became more aware of what is actually PPE. You know, since my uh, student days, you know, I have been wearing PPE throughout when I'm treating patients as a student. So basically why you need PPE. So PPE is personal protective equipment. All right. You need it. To protect yourself so i'm wearing it to protect myself all right so because uh when patients come in you know like especially when covid happened all right um the patients come in we don't know you know like um let's let's give an example covid all right if sometimes the patients don't even know they have covid right and we have to treat each patient all right it is not uh infection control all right we talk about infection control all right infection control is not patient specific all right. It is procedure right. specific. Wow. So anything because dentistry, basically all our treatment, we're using the hand drills, the scalers is generating a lot of aerosol. All right. And that is one of the common ways where you actually contract COVID. 
right? So actually, um, during the pandemic, a lot of uh, dental clinics had to close down for a while. A lot of people had to neglect their dental appointments. And uh, there was actually a lot of um, mm. health pro dental health problems that arise during COVID. Mm. All right. Yeah. So basically, okay, back to the PPE. So PPE is to protect ourselves. So basically, um, when I go to my clinic, the first thing I do is, of course, I wear my face mask and then followed by my head cap. All right. Uh, one thing why we wear the head cap is because we don't want our hair to be falling all over the place, you know, mm. when we are doing dental treatment and also right. the aerosol spray. And then we wear our gown, our surgical gown and then our gloves. Yeah. And right. face shield, of course. And this you have to wear throughout the entire day. I mean, as long as you have. Yes, yes, uh, we do. And if, let's say uh, the procedure is uh, for the patient, you know, there's a lot of spillage, like, you know, there's like yeah. a splattering of a lot of saliva and uh, yeah. blood and all that. You have to change your right. PPE. Usually uh, we change our PPE like with each patient. Right. So, so, that's a, yeah. so that's the first thing that you do before you even, uh, I mean, of course, you step in your clinic and you wear all these PPE, you know, getting ready for the war, something like that, right? You know, getting ready, everything. But, you know, there's a very interesting thing about your tools or rather your medical incumbents uh, that you call. Mm -hmm. I know that you have many, but I'm going to name few. The mouth mirror, the right. anesthetic, which you'll use, your dental strange, your dental drill, your spoon mm -hmm. excavator, your scaler. You know, this seems like, wow, it's all kind of a different, different tools that you have, right? Um, how do work with all these special tools mm -hmm. or human that in a tight space like literally like you know like, the kind of stretch yeah, yeah, it is like that initially yeah um it takes practice but uh in the long run you actually start feeling like oh that's enough space you know even if like right. for other people you know they feel like oh my god it's such a small space how are you yeah. gonna stitch this up how are you gonna close it up how is the hand drill gonna go in is there yeah. enough space but Actually, um, with practice, you know, it becomes easier. So um, we are trained to maneuver, you know, dental treatments procedures in small, tiny, and right. close spaces. Yeah. yeah. So I think practice makes perfect kind of a thing. You know, with a needle, with a, uh, uh, what do they call it, a thread, I will find very difficult, even though there's so much of space. But you are working, I mean, most dentists, I, I mean, every dentist is working in a very tight space. Yeah. I mean, it's, I think, the years and years of experiences or training that gathered mm -hmm. where you are right now. Um, thank you, Doctor, for that. Uh, we are going to go a little bit more deeper in as well. I mean, we're still talking about the teeth. The tooth. Mm -hmm. How losing your teeth can affect your appearance. And you, we, we spoke mm -hmm. about this. I think, um, you know, your jaw or something like that, you know, your, your face structure changes. Yes, yes, yes it does. Right. So basically what happens is like, all right, like we're talking about how dental health affects your mental health, right? So we are talking about your appearance, all right? Yeah. Your appearance, I mean, you know, people say like, oh, do not judge a book by its cover, but that's what everyone is doing anyway. <laughs> so yeah. your appearance yeah. is actually very important and how you look is how you feel, right? And that is going to give you confidence. So for instance, you know, let's say, what are the common problems that people face? You know, cosmetic issues in dentistry. Of course, one is... Um, Missing teeth, okay. Missing teeth, why that happens? Okay, probably because of an extraction or trauma, you know, an accident case, they lose their teeth or due to poor oral hygiene or some gum-related diseases or tooth decay, you know, their teeth had to be extracted out. So uh, what happens? We talk about the extraction part first, all right? When you lose a teeth, all right, it actually changes uh, the shape of your face, the dimension of your face and how you look in the long run because... When you actually lose a teeth, right, 
you are actually uh, reducing the space, all right? You're actually reducing the space uh, between your nose and your chin, all right? So the space gets uh, lesser and lesser. So you can actually notice in like, um, you know, older people, you know, like our grandmothers, our grandfathers mm -hmm. and things like that. They have this very collapsed look, very hollow look, all right? And eventually your lips become thinner, all right? You do not have this uh, full appearance, all right? So your teeth is actually important in maintaining, giving you this very uh, full appearance, you know, um, actually in keeping you looking younger as well. Because uh, if you lose your teeth, you know, like I said, the uh, we call this the vertical dimension, all right? The space between the tip of your nose and the chin, it becomes smaller, all right? When it becomes smaller, your facial height, that means your lower facial height is going to be reduced, all right? So like you're losing volume in your face. Right. So that's going to make you appear older. That's one thing. And another thing is, okay, extractions. Um, that's how it, it affects the structure of your face, all right, in the long term. And uh, extractions, okay, missing tooth, especially in the anterior teeth, all right? If you have a missing tooth in the anterior teeth, of course, anybody is going to feel shy to smile, you know, because the gap is very obvious and very prevalent. So much so, like, uh, I have personally encountered a lot of patients, uh, especially females, they are extremely shy. They start shying away from uh, social events. They don't want to go to work. You know, they're mm -hmm. like, doctor, please, can, I, can you get me the dentures immediately today? I need it. You know, and it's very pitiful because um, we understand, you know, uh, how, it, how they would feel, you know, because it's affecting how they look, you know, and it's also affecting their speech, especially if they're yep. teachers or they're lecturers, they're speakers, where, or they're doing business, you know, where it involves talking to their clients, you know. It's mm -hmm. going to affect their business as well, you know, if they can't pronounce certain things, if they're already going to feel low, you know, have very low self-esteem. So, uh, we dentists, we are very, very... Um, how do you say we have all kinds of treatments and we right. can do the best for our patients so if they need a denture immediately on that day we can always work it out so um that part is if i go into that part now we're going to dive into like a whole variation of treatment options we have to do a, we have to do a series i guess series one to yeah, series there's too many things to talk about dentistry yeah so yeah so i understand you know like um losing your front tooth especially it's going to affect your confidence. You'll start shying yeah. away yeah. from uh, social events. It's eventually going to make you feel less confident, have lower self-esteem. And in the long run, you're actually going to have social anxiety. All right. And you're going to be very self-conscious about everything that's happening around you. And like when you're actually very self-conscious about yourself, like yeah. other people, you know, they can notice that you're actually very uncomfortable. Even eating, you know, going out and eating with your friends, you're going to be so conscious oh they are watching me eat like because these are things that i've picked up my patients have opened up to me all right and uh yeah so all these kind of things is going to affect them in the long run it's going to cause even depression as well but but like like that's why i think we are coming right now you know we are yeah. putting the dots uh backwards or front we can say whatever we we want to but i think uh you know we mentioned about mental health versus mm -hmm. i mean not say versus mental health and dental health dental plays health, a part yes. Uh, is it also because the, the the confidence going down, right? I mean, yeah. you know, it seems like whole, you know, you got anxiety, mm -hmm. you got uh, probably anxious, you know, you're yes. not sure what's going to happen or what going to people say, the judgmental is going on. So is it also another reason why people are feeling stressed and that leads to mental issues? Health, to come yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, it does. I just self-confidence, your self-confidence is down. You know, you're yeah. constantly going to be overthinking when you're out in a social setting. 
Yeah. Right. Overthinking is definitely not good. Mm -hmm. Although we do mm -hmm. it to a certain extent, everyone. But um, yeah. when it comes to your appearance, yeah. it's really not. Uh, it's not really a very nice feeling. But dog, I'm, I'm going to ask you something, right? And mm -hmm. I know we, we are saying that losing your teeth can affect your appearance, but losing the wisdom tooth, are we becoming lesser wisdom? <laughs> less wiser? You? No, you don't <laughs> become less wise no, by losing it. When I want to pull my wisdom, I was asking my dentist, do I have to do? He said, yes, I have to do. So he was doing yeah. all the prayers before you do. I'm like, oh my God, you are really praying. But that's a procedure that he does. But it feels so much better, right? The pain has went off and I can imagine, you know, I will just prolong it, say, never mind, next month. Then next month, pain comes, then, you know, we react. But then I think sometimes it's become too late. Then you become swell, you got aches, yes. you feel migraine, you feel everything, you know, you don't want to wish you, upon. You definitely have dental anxiety. Postponing <laughs> uh, <laughs> your appointments till the last minute, till it's an emergency situation. So that is one of yeah, the fears. Yeah, 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 a patient has dental yeah. anxiety, yeah. You know, for me, I think it's fine. You know, the one part they put the polish, like, <sighs> the whole head, you know, you know, feel like, uh, you know, they say it's some kind of, um, it's kind of a sensation is because of the earring, you know, so, oh. What's mm. happening inside the mouth? Oh, yeah, you know, and, you really yeah. feel good, right? You feel good, true, true, true. All right, doctor, so we are going to go into the next one. Um, mm -hmm. so wisdom tooth is a compulsory, we have to extract it out. Am I right to say that? Yes, okay. Uh, so wisdom tooth, all right, there are different school of thoughts actually. I believe in uh, prophylactic removal of your wisdom tooth. Uh, so basically, your wisdom tooth, most people. All right. Uh, not all their wisdom tooth, their lower wisdom tooth, all right, erupts in a straight way. All right. Most of the time, uh, it does not, it's not able to erupt completely, which is why mm -hmm. we call it impacted. All right. Yeah. So basically, uh, your wisdom tooth is your third molar. All right. So okay. we have uh, two molars in our dentition. All right. Which is mm -hmm. your first molar and your second molar. And right at the backmost part, all right, that's your third molar. Right. So usually your third molar, uh, it does not erupt straight. Some people are lucky, yes, it erupts straight and they have uh, functional occlusion. When we say functional right. occlusion, it means their upper third molar is also erupted and is in uh, good contact. All right. They're able to grind food and chew yeah. food and everything. But usually these third molars, especially the upper ones, are extremely difficult to keep it clean. You know, even I had mine removed. I've already had three of my wisdom teeth removed when I was in... Mm -hmm. uh, Sarawak, yes, uh, because I know that in the long run, it's going to become cavitated and it's actually going to cause a cavity to the tooth next to it because food is all going to get lodged in between because like I said, you know, it's not going to be erupted straight. It's going to be erupted in a slanting way, all right? So food is going to get trapped in between and it's going to be very, very hard to keep it clean, right. all right? So uh, I would suggest prophylactic removal. The moment you have your first sign of pain, or discomfort, please go and visit your dentist. Get an x-ray done. All right, get an x-ray done. And because sometimes you can't really see the cavity extra orally through physical examination. Mm. So when you get an x-ray done, you can actually see if there's actually a cavity there or not. What's the extent of the cavity? If the cavity has already affected the adjacent tooth, if yeah. the adjacent tooth can be saved or yeah. both teeth has to go. Yeah, but usually if it's at the initial stages, uh, then usually you're pretty safe. Just get your wisdom tooth uh, extracted. And not all wisdom tooth requires uh, surgery. Only mm -hmm. those uh, that is unable to be removed, they don't have a clear uh, exit pathway. 
Mm-hmm. Then we have to do a minor oral surgery, which mm-hmm. is actually pretty comfortable. It's not very scary. It's not scary. We'll give you like complete anesthesia. You'll be very comfortable throughout the procedure. Right. Just when you go back home, you have to follow your post-op instructions. Yeah. Okay, disclaimer. I got to say this right now. Um, I'm, I'm sure everybody's hearing this is going to go to the podcast. It's going virtual. I mean, virtual, viral, everywhere, right? I was actually a dentist when I was young, right? Trust me, right? I was a dentist. <laughs> My uncle, or in my family, or my big family, all right, whenever anybody have a loose tooth, you know, just like a wave, left, right, left, right, uh-huh. they all call me. Okay. Because, you know, I always go with the thread. I'll just okay. put behind the thread, one, two, three, pop. And I've oh. done that for my uncle. But I know that can be very dangerous, isn't it? I mean, because, you know, there's so much of nerves inside um, that can go wrong or... What can go wrong on that, Doc? How old was your uncle when you did this? I think he was about 50s, 60s. All right. So it was definitely a permanent tooth. So yeah. um, must have been a really mobile tooth for you to be able to actually remove it with your needle. Yes. I mean, your sorry, your string. Yeah. Yes. But <laughs> are you sure you completely removed it or you just removed okay. you know, the top? You know, definitely no PPE. There's no uh, equipment uh, examination, examination equipment set, and nothing on that. Only the thread, only the okay. string. Sorry, thin string. That's it. Gone. That's it. Thin string. Okay. So yeah. a lot of um, coming back to my experience, a lot of patients they're like, oh, doctor, saya sudah cabut gigi. Yang ni sudah uh, cabut gigi. Hari ni saya nak cabut kat sini. So like they're like telling like, oh, doctor, I actually this tooth I already uh, extracted it. Uh, now I'm having pain here. Can you please extract the tooth on this side? Then when I do my dental examination, I'm like, no, your tooth is still there. They're like, no, no, no. I actually already removed my tooth, you know. And I'm like, no, you have not. I think you actually just removed the crown part, all right. So the crown part is actually the top part of the tooth. But you have not actually removed the roots, all right, the legs, okay, the roots. Mm. All right, you have not removed the roots. So um, a lot of them think they extracted the tooth by themselves. But actually, they have not. The roots are still left retained. And it can actually cause an infection later on. Yes. So please don't use the string anymore. No more. No more <laughs> no string. Really. Yeah. No more string. Okay. Yeah. I don't believe my uh, expertise anymore for using that yeah. string to extract yeah, so, the tooth out. You know. Yeah. But so it's very dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. It is dangerous as well, and uh, you never know. You know, there can be like cross infection and things yeah. like that. All right, Doctor, thank you for that. Um, for all the viewers who are just giving us a lot of comments, thank you so much. I'm definitely going to display that. We are also going to answer those uh, questions. Please do not go anywhere. Tavania, uh, we also have Tamare. Thank you so much. Uh, Vimal, uh, Dr. Uh, Ramita. So there's a lot of messages coming. Keep them coming in because the last 15 minutes of the show, we are going to take it for the Q&A for Dr. Ramita Vino. is going to talk about everything about dental. Uh, probably we're going to go a lot of, a little bit on the mental health as well. You're going to come right. in. Um, thank you, Shiva, uh, for that uh, particular, uh, what is that called? Uh, comment. And of course, Tamara has already asked us how dangerous is the effect of the dental to the mental. We are going to answer that in the last uh, 15 minutes of our time. Um, we have a certain more segments to go by. So yes, so now we are coming in. You know, dentists, uh, some say six months, some say three months, some say once a year. Some say, never mind, decade, one decade, one time. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. So I don't know what kind of, how bad can he be, but what is this? Six months is good enough or three months? All right. Um, for our patients, all right, who have underlying medical problems, you know, like they've got like, uh, they've undergone like uh, chemotherapy, radiotherapy, 
all right at the initial stages all right uh, or they have got like chronic heart disease chronic uh, kidney diseases you know just generally very serious uh, comorbid we call it or uh, serious health problems we would suggest for them to come every three months once at least at the initial stage especially when they have uh, changed their dentist or changed their location all right three months once so why we do it every three months once because you see uh, all these patients they take different types of medications all right and medications can actually affect your oral health as well all right like uh, certain medications especially for hypertension it can cause uh, something called as gingival hyperplasia okay gingival hyperplasia is basically the enlargement of your gums all right generalized enlargement of your gums so when you actually have that problem there would be uh, uh, difficulties in keeping your teeth clean, food gets impacted easily, be, your gums will be really inflamed, it'll be really painful and swollen, bleeding gums and things like that. So which is why every three months once we call them, all right, to get a review of what's actually happening, all right, with their medical health, is there any changes in their medication, all right, uh, what is their next uh, cause of treatment for their medical well-being as well. All right. And of course, we will go with the routine dental checkup, you know, to yep. see, you know, are their feelings all still intact? Uh, do they have uh, any cavities, new cavities? Because we'll have their records, you know, we have to upkeep with their records. Mm -hmm. And uh, so a review of them, patients with uh, serious health conditions, they were required to come at least uh, every three months once. And uh, of course, we will slowly reduce the uh, duration of visits mm -hmm. as we see fit. All right, from three months, maybe it'll become four months and then slowly six months, then eight, then maybe once a year, depending on the uh, oral health condition of the patient. Yes, and uh, generally for uh, normal fit and healthy people, uh, I would suggest six months once, all right? Six okay. months once, yes, all right. Six months once is very important. Even if you really can't, you're like really busy, you know, like maybe you're like offshore, you hardly come back, you know, and things like that. At least once a year, you really need to get a full and thorough dental examination done with dental x-rays, all right? Because sometimes uh, a lot of cavities, uh, you can't really see them, all right? Because they are in between the teeth, all right? We call them interproximal caries. They are in between the teeth. We cannot, cannot be seen by uh, clinical uh, examination. So it's best to take an x-ray at least once a year to see, you know, if there are any hidden caries, hidden cavities, and we can right. actually get to them before it's too late, you know, before the cavity actually reaches the nerve and causes pain, infection, mm -hmm. swelling, and things like that. Right. So six months once is very important. Yeah. Right. So um, for all the viewers, I can see more messages are coming in. Thank you so much. We are going to take that all in the last 15 minutes. I know... Uh, I think we are going to extend our show by another two hours, uh, Dr. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for you, no dinner, only brushing teeth later because so many questions coming in, okay? Uh, that was on the lighter side. But on a serious note, um, mm. I also heard about these two things that you use. I mean, most dentists use. Mm. Explorer and right. pliers. Pliers. You know, pliers. you know, pliers? Do you use pliers? No, we don't no. use pliers, okay. no. All right. So, Explorer, we use the is, yeah. Okay, the forceps. So, what is um, the Explorer means? All right. So, the Explorer is basically, uh, if I knew you were going to ask this question, I would have brought an example. Ah, 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 okay. But I know right, you so brought uh, some something, right? I, the... I brought only the tooth model. Oh, okay. That's a perfect one, huh? Yeah, it's a perfect one. Okay. 
right yeah. so uh and dental explorer all right basically yeah. uh we use it it has a very uh it has a sharp tip but not too okay. sharp it's slightly blunt all right so what we use the dental explorer for all right so we actually run it on the surface of your teeth all right to see if there's any cavitation so we run it and we, we have to put like very light pressure and run it and if we feel a catch suddenly you know it's running mm. smoothly and suddenly we feel a catch it means there's a cavity there so that is what we use the dental explorer for we also call it a dental right. probe yeah no pliers huh? no we don't use pliers no okay so it's a faucet but we have an instrument called criers but not okay. pliers yeah Wow, so you must be like a, what shall I, I don't know, because so many, you know, things, you know, it's a bit, I mean, not say scary, uh, that was like 30 years back mm-hmm. when I was in in the in the lower uh, student, you know, I was always scared of dentists. Now I don't scare, you see, I can talk to you now, you see? Yes. How brave I am. I mean, sure, everybody is out there, uh, viewers especially, I think it's very important um, to check with the dentist at least six months once, that's what Dr. Ramita Venu has um recommended and suggested as well um we got one more question to take on doc before we jump into the q and a time we talked about uh, anxiety we talked about um phobia right um the consequences of dental fear um someone like me the younger days probably you will never be able to convince me because i run 100 meters away i won't even turn up yes yes is it quite common only in the adolescent's age or is it on the adults or the elderly as well okay so dental phobia dental anxiety actually we see it in all age groups right. all age groups all right so let's go to the causes of actually dental fear like why why is actually like you know a person is so scared of the dentist you know like i can tell you in my experience like in a day if let's say i have maybe 10 patients at least Three to four of them, the moment they step in, like, oh, doctor, saya sangat takut tau dengan doctor gigi. And like, it does hurt us a little bit, but it's our responsibility. Okay, like when it comes to managing patients with dental fear or dental anxiety, it's entirely up to the dentist, I would say, to manage the patients, all right? So we have to talk to the patients. We have to make them feel comfortable, you know? And sometimes they actually really open up like what happened and why it happened. So most of it is actually stemmed from a very bad experience that they had previously, maybe as a mm-hmm. child. And, uh, you know, they are uh, hearing all kind of uh, weird dental stories, horror stories, and things like that. And um, maybe they have experienced uh, abuse as well, because uh, patients or people who have experienced abuse, they are actually, they have this uh, phobia with people in authority. All right, because mm-hmm. you see, when uh, they are lying down on the chair, our patients have no control of what's happening, right? So, and they don't know what's happening. So, it instills more fear in them. So, mm-hmm. um, certain cases, yes, it's due to a history of abuse as well. All right, and um, another aspect is also um, they learn through uh, behavioral patterns, all right? So there are a lot of cases, even I've seen it, you know, the child comes in as a kid, you know, she's already having a toothache and um, the mom or the parents, you know, parents or the guardian will be like, ha, sekarang ni doktor cabut gigi kau, ha, tau lah, tanah berus gigi, you know, they just like, they just add on to the fear and I'm like, please don't do that, you know, like, yeah, and the yeah, child yeah. starts, you know, crying and wailing mm-hmm. and, you know, you have to like comfort the child. Mm-hmm. This happens even in adults, in uh, older people as well, you know. 
So I think it's uh, very important to tackle the cause, the root cause of it, all right, before we can actually uh, treat the patients, like especially for children, all right, uh, if it's their first dental visit, we try not to do any extensive treatments. We try Mm -hmm. to um, desensitize them. So first we have to, you know, talk to the child, you know, five-year-old style and, uh, you know, get them to be comfortable with you, you know, mm-hmm. and then, you know, slowly introduce the instruments to them. It's something we commonly practice in the industry. It's called the tell, show and do technique. So we introduce each equipment. I'll be like, okay, so this is a mouth mirror. I'll let them hold it. I say, you see, you can you see yourself with the mouth mirror? You see, it's not mm-hmm. sharp, right? And I actually allow them to hold it and to put it in their own mouth. So, you know, they kind of uh, get used to it, you know. So slowly with each step and each visit, which is why, especially for children, it's very important for the parents to make sure that they bring their child for their follow-up appointments. There's a reason why we give um, an appointment is so that we can continue the desensitizing phase for the child. And the child will actually eventually become an extremely compliant adult as they're growing up. You know, six months once, sometimes they will just come three months once. And they are actually, they'll be more aware of their dental health. You know, like a little bit sensitivity, they'll immediately come and things mm-hmm. like that. So now well, we go to the consequences of untreated dental phobia or dental anxiety. Yeah. So basically what happens is like this untreated dental phobia, dental anxiety. These people, they are just truly, truly scared you know they are actually they are like intelligent and rational people you know they are able to think what is right and wrong but because of their fear they actually push avoiding they they push all their appointments or they would just cancel last minute because they are so frightful of the dentist yeah just like you mentioned earlier you know i can i can i can relate to that to you yeah never turn up (laughs) yeah they'll just like never turn up and um you know, there's nothing we can do if the patient doesn't turn up. Yeah, so yeah. the consequence of dental fear is they usually, they will turn up eventually when things go out of hand, when it's an emergency situation, right. the dental infection, you know, from an abscess has already become a cellulitis, you know, like the abscess is oh. all over the facial surface, all, facial spaces of your face. All right. And it's an emergency situation. We have to push him into the operation theater. Right. It's going right. to add on more to the fear actually. So it's actually a very vicious cycle, you Mm -hmm. know, like coming in at the last minute, you know, and we have to carry out extreme procedures, you know, extensive procedures, you know, instead of them, you know, can you imagine you just, you just come, okay, like six months once, all right, we can check, we can prevent, we can do preventative dentistry. And if you maintain your oral health very well, all right, that would also help. Perfect, doctor. I mean, you should have been my dentist when I was young. Not too late. Uh, not too late. Not too late. Uh, but I just that I got to come all the way there. But you know, why not, right? Um, I'm going to take a few of the questions right now. Um, thank you, viewers, for all the messages. I mean, I quite lost here because there are too many messages that came in. So, Vimal, I think Vimal Vinu has also asked us if I lose my tooth, will it affect my face structure? I think we have talked about it. Maybe you yes, want to. Yeah. yeah. Uh, any chance right. he's your brother? No, right? Yeah, he's my brother. <laughs> Okay, so I see my instinct is uh, correct. Yeah, yeah but I've, I've actually told him about it before. But ah, yes. so he's joining to support. Thank you, Mr. Yes. Vimal Vinu, for joining uh, Ramita Vinu here. Uh, so yes. yeah, so you mentioned is uh, it will affect the face structure, right? Yes, in the long run, it's going to affect the structure of your right. face. Okay, so like I mentioned, okay, so I'm just going to use the tooth model since it's already here. Please. All right. Yeah. So um, so right now, can you okay. see? 
the dimension, yeah. all right, yeah. it's basically uh, this length. Okay, mm -hmm. I don't have a measuring tape, so it's okay. about this high, right? So imagine if you actually start losing your back teeth, back teeth, front teeth, whatever, okay, whichever teeth, all right, your facial height, this height, all right, from this point to this point, it's going to reduce. So from this height, your facial height, all right, is going to reduce to this. And slowly, oh. as you keep losing more teeth, it's going to reduce. That's called, it's called a resorption of the bone. All right, your bony structures is going to resorb eventually over the years, especially, right. and it will be accelerated with tooth loss. Right. All right. So eventually, like I said, you know, your facial height over here, your lower facial height, we call it, is going to be collapsed. Like right now, okay, you see my facial height is like from here to here, right? All right. Mm -hmm. My face looks full. All right. There's no collapsed look, nothing. It's from here to here, right? right. All right. So can you imagine if I start losing teeth? All right, because there is no hindrance. All right, because when there's teeth, right, there's a hindrance stopping it mm. from going below. Right, imagine right. I lose my bottom teeth now. So now it's only the gum here. Before this, my my lower teeth was here. Right, I lose this teeth is out, out. So right, right. now this tooth is going to be collapsed downwards. It's going to go downwards. My facial height from here is going to go down. No. Yeah. So it's going to go down. So I'm going to have my upper lip is going to become thinner. My cheeks is going to collapse inwards. I'll have this very hollow looking appearance. Mm. And yeah, it's also going to contribute to a lot of wrinkling around your lip. And uh, sometimes some of them would experience uh, drooling of saliva at the corner of their mouth, which can lead to something known as angular chelitis as well. Yeah. All right, doctor. That, that sounds a little uh, scary story. But I mean, these are the true facts. Uh, yeah. What will happen if not being taken care, right? I mean, if you yes. if you don't put a seed now, you will not be able to get the tree to bear the fruits over there. So it's like taking yes. care, taking care. That's what Ramita Ravenu is talking about here. Yeah. Yes. Um, we have another question here by Tamari. Thank you, Tamari, for that uh, particular question. If we lose the teeth by extraction, uh, are we advisable to do gum or teeth replacement? Yes, yes, most definitely. Because uh, actually when you do a teeth replacement, we, when you extract a teeth, we would have to replace the space. All right? We have to replace the tooth that has been lost. So there are different, different uh, treatment options, especially now. We have uh, varying from uh, dentures. We have uh, implants. We've got bridges and many many other more treatments even in dentures we've got different types of materials and things like that so why is it that we need to replace this teeth all right so like i mentioned the uh facial height right so after an extraction you gotta wait all right about um four to eight weeks depending some people might take even longer about three to six months for complete healing of the socket all right but usually after one and a half months you can come back all right we'll take an impression of your jaw all right and uh we talk about dentures first okay so we can actually right. replace the teeth all right the space all right let's say uh this tooth is missing this tooth is missing it's not there now right so we will take an impression and we would uh put the artificial tooth on and now your facial height is restored so you have to get the space covered up by an artificial tooth because another thing is going to happen. If the space is going to be there in the long term, the other teeth is going to be like, hey, there's an empty space here. Let's move here. And they're going to start uh, crowding. They're going to start moving around. And it's going to affect your midline, which is the central line of your face. It's going to affect your midline. It's going to affect your overall outlook. Your teeth is going to start shifting here and there. And it can actually cause uh, a lot of other issues as well. Mm. All right. Uh, 
that's a great one there, Doc. I mean, for that answering that for Tamare, I'm going to pull up another one coming up as well. Uh, we talked about, about okay, so this uh, Janita is uh, how to take care when the crown fitted on your tooth. All right, how to take care of the crown when you have a crown? Yeah. All right, you have to visit yeah. the dentist at least. Uh, would suggest if it's new, you're new to it, and uh, your oral hygiene is uh, moderate to fair. I would suggest at least six months once. If you can come more often, that is good because we need to check the gum health, the margin surrounding the crown, whether it's intact, if the crown is uh, cemented properly, because sometimes uh, in the long run, your crown can actually, certain certain cases, not all, can actually become loose and it can be dislodged. So we want to check the integrity of the crown and the integrity of the surrounding tissues, all right, to check the health of the surrounding tissues. So six months once, we would suggest for you to come in to check your crown and also to check your gums, all right, because your crown is basically uh, capped onto your tooth and your tooth is going to be surrounded by your gums. So we would not want there to be any kind of uh, plaque deposits or calculus deposits around there because it's going to cause uh, some sort of gum infection over there. And right. eventually, if you don't take care of it, your tooth can become loose, yeah. So six months right. once and uh, brushing, proper brushing, of course. Flossing is extremely important, extremely, extremely important. A lot of people uh, overlook that, you know. Flossing is very important, at least once a day. All right. I can see that you don't floss with vans. No, I was, ju I was just uh, literally adjusting my... Uh... My, my okay yeah, yeah. Right. so okay. flossing is very important especially if you have crowns or even bridges bridges you have to use something called uh super floss i think okay. you'll have to do a separate segment on that so right. yeah flossing your general uh how to maintain your health is one is of course flossing brushing all right using a mouthwash and also um visiting your dentist you know for oral prophylaxis for your checkup right. like i said six months once or even more frequent if possible yeah right Thank you, Doctor. Thank you, Dr. Amita Vino. And uh, all the viewers watching right now, thank you so much for all the messages that's coming in. We are going to make Ramita, Dr. Ramita Vino tired. Uh, probably she'll be thirsty right now answering all those questions, but she's still motivated. Uh, if you're watching this, please do share and like so that it can reach out to many more of your friends and families who may need help or who may just need this piece of information to see their dentist. And here with me is the lovely Dr. Ramita Vino. Um, we also have, uh, well, it seems like your brother is a very big supporter of you. Have you done any um, uh, dental checkup? Maybe this yes, time? Yes, I have. You've done, huh? okay, good. He's asking about uh, dental ache, painkillers. Will that work? Yes, it will. Uh, but it's just uh, for symptomatic relief, but okay. it is not the solution. Right. So if, let's say, you know, suddenly in the middle of the night, you're waking up with a dental toothache with pain. a toothache mm -hmm. dental pain mm -hmm. then yeah of course you know you can't be sleeping throughout with the pain of course please go ahead right, if right. you have like you know your panadols or yeah. your constants or any uh painkillers six that you right. are comfortable taking with no allergy yeah. reaction please go ahead right. and take it but the next morning please go and visit your dentist and figure out right. why do you have the pain yeah okay disclaimer again if you want a certified Real experience, please go to Ramita, Dr. Ramita Veno. If you just, somebody to pull, you know, with a, a piece of string or thread, come and see me. <laughs> like, of course, definitely not a ideal, not recommended at all to do it. Like we just talked about it, so much of infections, so many things can go wrong at so many different levels. Thank you, Vimal Veno, for that particular question. 
Um, we are going to take in more. Um, say that too. I love going to the dentist. Can't take the pain when you get too late. But you see, that's a problem, right? Um, the body is always communicating with us. We just we don't listen to the body. We are just too stubborn. Never mind. Tomorrow can settle. Never mind. But then when the thing gives you a lot of pain and swelling, do you think it is the time to come and see you or, or see a yes. dentist? Yeah. Yes. There's never a wrong time to see a dentist. It's always the right time. Right. Okay. Thank you for that. Um, so we have Tavania here. Tavania said, I'm fearful of deep cleaning. Tavania, why are you scared of deep cleaning? The injection, I'm constantly not going forward with it. So we got okay. a phobia here. She's a very yeah. good friend of mine as well, Tavania. All right. Hi, Tavania. I'm so sorry to hear that you're really scared. All right. So um, I think you just need to communicate with your dentist about how you're feeling, why you have the fear, and um, open up to your dentist. And I'm sure they can come up with the best treatment for you. Yeah. Actually, uh, deep scaling and uh, dental injections. Um, a lot of people have this fear of needles. I would lie, even I am scared of needles. Like when I had to get my uh, COVID shot, I was freaking out, you know, like, but oh. the fact is I give injections every day to everyone else. But when yeah. it comes to me, I'm like, oh my God, the needle is there. Ramita, don't look that away. You know, it's that kind of thing. Like yeah. everyone has fear of needles, most people. Mm-hmm. All right. So I think uh, the key idea in overcoming that fear is, of course, by communicating mm-hmm. it with your dentist. Like I said, you know, uh, when it comes to handling dental phobia, all right, uh, 90% of the uh, management and the responsibility goes to the dentist, all right, to manage yeah. the patient. The patient, all the patient has to do is you just show up to the dentist, make sure you're comfortable with the dentist and you trust the dentist. To have trust and confidence in your dentist is extremely important, all right? And because I understand that, you know, like if you don't trust your dentist, you know, you, you can't see what's going on and you don't even yeah. know, yeah. you know, like what is actually going on. You can't see what the dentist is doing. So to develop the trust and the confidence in your dentist is very right. important. So Tavanya, yeah. I hope you can uh, communicate with your dentist uh, and let him or her know that, you know, what why you're having the fear, you know, what caused the fear. Like I said, you know, like managing uh, dental phobia, dental anxiety. You know, getting to the root cause. I, I think maybe you had a bad experience previously. So um, I hope you can find a solution out of it and uh, get your scaling done. All right. Don't worry, scaling is not scary. It's usually people get scared by the noise of the scalar tip. Yeah. You know that I, can, I, can, I, can, I, can, I can make the noise. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exactly like that. Yeah. Even sometimes I get a little. No, but, but sounds like a mosquito, but that is how it's like. Ah, it's yeah, the kind of a yeah. music that you don't want to hear. But can we wear earbuds or some listen to music? That's fine. Yeah, yeah, we can. We do provide that. Oh, okay. So next time we can just wear some earbuds, some nice rock and roll, you know. Uh, some, we wouldn't uh, suggest music, roses. but maybe just okay. uh, earplugs. Yeah. All right, all right. Thank yeah. you for that. Thank you, Tavania. Thank you, Dr. Ramita Veno. Um, we have a member here who have asked us, Mohamed Isham Mudin. So how mine? You know, uh, your question have to be a little bit more specific, buddy. You know, so how might we know what is the thing? Uh, it's a good friend of mine as well. Uh, Calvin is here. Calvin, uh, thank you so much for the question. Is there age limitations on when you can do extractions or replacement? No, there's no age limitation at all. All right, Calvin, you heard that. Thank you, buddy, for that. Um, got uh, two more questions here before we can uh, wrap up this. Do we still Please. can do a teeth replacement after three years? due to COVID, unable to get doctor's appointment? Yeah, a lot of people 
are facing this problem, you know, uh, during COVID, very hard to get dental appointments and the SOPs became tighter. So, uh, yes, definitely, you know, like I said, there's never a wrong time to go and see a dentist. It's always the right time to go and see your dentist. Uh, but um, after three years, probably, you know, if you extracted your teeth three years ago, probably, I'm not sure if the space would still be there. I hope the space is still there for you to get your tooth replaced. But I'm sure your dentist can offer you the best treatment. So please don't wait any longer and uh, try to get an appointment with your dentist as soon as possible. Thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you, uh, Tamari, for that particular question. Uh, we have lots of loving messages coming in. Thank you so much for the information, Dr. Ramita Reno. No, um, Reno, Reno. It's okay. Typo. Uh, we can change that. Um, we, we, we also have a lot of messages that's coming in, but uh, I think I'm going to take this from Shalini okay. Mohana uh, Kumaran. Uh, what is your take on teeth whitening, which is now, is which is the now now, or is it advisable? All right. Let's talk about teeth whitening. Okay. Yeah. Open the yeah. whole other can of worms now. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, so my take on teeth whitening. All right, so uh, coming again to the topic of uh, appearance, all right, cosmetic dentistry. Okay, whitening comes um, the initial part of, uh, uh, sorry, of cosmetic dentistry, all right? Yeah. So usually there's this a huge, I'll just go about the huge misconception about whitening. So some mm. people have this huge misconception and misinformation all right, about yeah. uh, professional, I'm talking about professional dental whitening, which is done and provided by a dentist, all right, mm -hmm. not the ones that you buy on Shopee or Lazada or charcoal toothpaste, no. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about a professional dental whitening provided by a dentist, all right. So a lot of people think that uh, the bleaching agent which we use, all right, the chemical which we use uh, to whiten the teeth is actually going to erode your teeth and it's going to strip off a layer of your tooth. Once, do, did you think the same as well? Um, I mean, I mean I'm sure uh, the, the medical science is always coming up with new technologies, new inventions. Yeah. Uh, probably if it is not prescribed by a doctor, yeah. definitely 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 no. definitely not recommended at all yeah so uh the misconception that they have is they think that the products we are going to use all right the whitening agent we are going to use is going to erode the teeth it's going to strip off a layer of the teeth all right so that is completely false that is completely false it's a misinformation all right yeah. um i hope after this session you know I would have shed some light on how actually uh, professional dental whitening works. Okay, so uh, the first step, all right, we use uh, the product, the chemical that we use is uh, hydrogen peroxide, all right? So there are different forms of this hydrogen peroxide, all right, different uh, uh, concentrations and things like that. So how we start off the procedure is we would actually uh, use it alongside with the LED light, all right? So we would actually apply the chemical. We'll apply this thing called the gingival barrier because sometimes this hydrogen peroxide is, the concentration is very high. It can actually, um, how to say, it can cause some irritation to your gum. So we'll apply a gingival barrier. We'll make sure before that your teeth is already scaled and polished prior, yeah. all right? Uh, probably in a different seating. So you come back like after a few days for your whitening, all right? We'll apply the gingival barrier. Then we would apply the bleaching agent. So how does this bleaching yeah. agent work? Okay, it's not going to strip off any layers of your tooth, it's not going to erode your teeth, your teeth is not going to become thinner. So just like our skin, right? Our skin, we have pores, right? So our teeth also have pores, all right, which we call tubules. Tubules. Instead of pores, we call them dental tubules, 
all right dentinal tubules so our teeth has three layers okay the first layer is your enamel which is the outer part the second layer is your dentine all right your dentine and your third layer is your pulp so remember dentine your second layer this is the important part all right so your dentine all right is the one that actually gives color to your teeth all right and it's more yellowish in color than your enamel all right so what does the whitening agent do or the bleaching agent does is when you apply it it's actually going to open up uh, your tubules it's going to open up your tubules all right and it's going to allow the bleaching agent to penetrate through the tubules and bleach the second layer which is your dentine all right and we would then uh, activate it with uh, the LED light or the UV light, depending on uh, which system we are using. Most of the time, it's an right. LED light, right? And uh, we can go up to three cycles, depending on the system. We have different systems, uh, whitening systems, all right? So we would uh, advise whitening for patients who are extremely concerned about their appearance, all right? And uh, like I said, if you really feel uh, your teeth looks too yellowish and you want whiter teeth, then yes, by all means, you can do uh, dental whitening, professional mm -hmm. dental whitening. But uh, there are a lot of uh, restrictions, dietary restrictions that follows. Right. Um, you can't have uh, your curry, all right? You can't have coffee, you can't have your tea, you can't have wine, anything that can possibly stain your teeth. So, basically, uh, so basically just water. Just okay. water. All right. Or you can you can actually have coffee, maybe just okay. drink with a straw, like directly into your throat. Ah, okay, okay, right. So right, that's right. like one tip, you know. I have done whitening before, so okay. uh, but my love for coffee was more than the effects of the whitening. Mm. So yeah. And right. um another thing you need to understand is uh after your whitening, there will be a period of time, maybe uh, 24 hours to 48 hours, sometimes even longer, that you would experience sensitivity, all right? So why we say sensitivity? Because once the whitening treatment is completed, your dentinal tubules are still open, all right? So there is direct access to your dentine, all right? So you're going to feel sensitive. It's going to take time uh, for your dentinal tubules to shrink back and to close back. Yeah, so you would have this uh, dentinal sensitivity for about, you know, two to three days or sometimes mm -hmm. just even one day or a few hours. It depends. It really right. depends on the person. It differs from one person to one person, um, which is also why we say, you know, avoid, please avoid coffee, tea, anything like even mustard, anything that can stain your teeth, like for mm -hmm. at least uh, the first three to four days because the tubules yeah. are really open. So there's mm -hmm. going to be like direct access to stain your teeth as well. You know, doctor, I always like to think out of the box, not inside the box, okay. sometimes outer, outer the box, you know. Okay. How about just brushing for 30 minutes? Just brush, 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 put Colgate or put the, you know, paste, brush. Can it whiten as well? No, it's not going to whiten your teeth. It's going to remove extrinsic stains. And if uh, you overdo that brushing, 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 it's also going to wear off your tooth. <laughs> yes, it's going to wear off your tooth, especially if you brush very forcefully with a yes. hard bristle toothbrush, then yes, it's right. going to wear off your tooth. And if okay. it wears off your tooth, your animal surface is going to get stripped off and your teeth is going to appear even more yellowish actually. Right. So, so yeah. many procedures, so many things to take care of. Any side effects on the whitening? Because that's where our final mm -hmm. question for the yes. day. Side effects of after teeth whitening, of course, like I said, you know, yeah. uh, 
sensitivity all right you'll have sensitivity i've experienced the sensitivity oh my god it can be really nerve-wracking sometimes especially even when you're talking and air comes out or contact with air it's just really sensitive so you would have mm. uh sensitivity i'm being really honest here right you'll have sensitivity all right but we usually uh provide our patients with uh desensitizing paste all right and uh, that usually helps them very well to cope with the sensitivity for the first 24 to 48 hours depending on the patient yeah and also uh the other side effects is if let's say if if at all the uh bleaching agent gets leached into your gums then yeah you might have like some uh inflammation of your gums for like you know a couple of uh days or so besides that um nothing much yeah Thank you, Dr. Ramita Veno. Uh, it just seems like I just started a talk session with you just less than one minute, but uh, looks like it's already 60 minutes, one hour. Of, wow, okay, um, that was fast. You were right. <laughs> told you, right? Yeah. Uh, actually, in fact, our, our session should go like a series because there's so much of things to understand about um, yes, yes. mental health. And of course, obviously, our, our topic today, what caused, I mean, uh, what's our topic today? Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, our topic is all about dental health. But, you know, the, the 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 phenomenal thing about this is, you know, most of the time we live in the body, but then we fail to understand how it operates, uh, what are the precautions needed to be taken. But is this something that, you know, like you mentioned something, you know, your diet plays a very important part on the health of your tooth. It's, it's it, is it because of the calcium or is it because of the, the minerals and vitamins? Is it also plays yes, a very yes, important definitely. part? Your yeah. diet, I mean, your diet, what you eat, you're feeding your body that, right? So your teeth is also part of your body. Yeah. So what you feed your body is very important. So if you're going to be taking, you know, high sugary snacks every day, you know, you're going to start seeing breakouts. You might eventually yeah. get diabetes. Your teeth yeah. will get decayed. You know, yeah. there can be so many problems related to that. Right. However, if you eat like whole nutritious foods, all right? You're going to see, you're going to look different. You're going to feel mm. good. It's also going to um, help you to uh, get the necessary nutrition and vitamins to support the uh, healthy well-being yeah. of your gums and also yeah. your teeth. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, uh, yeah, go on. Go agree on. with you. Agree with you. I mean, you were saying something. Sorry. Go ahead. No, that's why I said, you know, a healthy diet is very yeah. important. Yeah. Right. You know, so much of information, uh, I think we have not covered that. I mean, we never even go into alcohol. We don't even talk about you know, smoking. Okay, go, smoking, uh, yeah, beetle, beetle leaves, you know, the vetala? Yes, yes, vetala, I know, yeah, I know. Oh, you can understand Tamil. I'm sorry. Yes, yes, I can. Okay. So, you know, the vetala, all those stuffs, you know, we can even go into a, a different topic on a on a different segment. But thank you so much. Um, there's so much of stuff that we learned today on what's your mouth telling you. Uh, for viewers who are watching this, please do share and like. And if you do want to get in touch with Dr. You can actually connect her with uh, Instagram. That's us, Dr. Ramita Venu. You can actually um, look up over in um, Instagram. I mean, she done some of her videos while with the PPE, which I've... I <laughs> yes, I'm always in my PPE. <laughs> yeah, you're always on the PPE, P -E, right? So I think it's a very important that you follow all the procedures and uh, thank you so much. Uh, is there any final advice that you would tell uh, to our viewers? Okay, to all my viewers, to everyone who's listening, I hope um, you visit your dentist every six months once at least. And um, please don't be scared of us. We're actually very nice people. And you just need to open up to us and tell us what's your problem. And we will see what treatment is best for you. And we will always 
strive to do the best for you. So I hope that um, all of y'all would start taking your dental health seriously. And I shed some light on uh, probably certain aspects of uh, dental health that y'all had um, doubts and things like that. So if y'all have any like other questions, I think y'all can maybe uh, contact Vance maybe, okay. or y'all could contact me through my Instagram. Yeah. Thank you, Ramita, Dr. Ramita Venu, for the past one hour plus of spending quality uh, discussion yes. on the part of the dental health we covered. And uh, it was really in-depth um, and lots of information we talked about. Thank you for taking your precious time. I know it's been a very busy day for you today. Probably no dinner yet, but you still have that one hour. I know you rushed back. And yeah. behind the scene, right, there are so many things that went behind and then you made that effort to share as we can see so much of uh, love that is pouring down right now from all our viewers say that thank you so thank much you. wonderful and awareness uh tips uh we also have woman bj nice one thank you thank you so much guys thank you guys and girls out there thank you thank you dr amita Vinu. um we will stay in touch and probably uh do another segment um sure. and all the viewers you can also listen at copy with vans podcast spotify and apple podcast as well Thank you, Dr. Amita Vinu. Thank you so much. We'll stay connected. Thank you, once for having me. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. Whoa, that's a solid one hour of uh, Kopi events. I think I have already finished my coffee. That's right. And uh, Dr. I, I, I never even see her. She's drinking, right? But she was constantly, you know, um, on the go and putting a lot of effort in and um, talking about that. Uh, that is Dr. Ramita Vinu. Uh, one of our guest speakers from BDS, Dental Surgeon at VN Smile. Thank you so much for that. Um, th this is the thing, right? I mean, we often only react when the body gives us pain. Um, by then, it's a bit too late. But then, doesn't mean that you can't get solution. But it's always important that if we can identify what's happening, I mean, you are living in the moment, which is very important, and if there's some kind of a sign or indications, right, uh, we need to sort out that immediately or at least within a few days or within a day. If we don't, then it, like what Dr. Ramita Vinu said, it swells up and then it can be still treated, but then it goes through a lot of complications. Let's go to the entire body system. If there's any pain or symptoms in your body, especially your shoulders giving you some kind of pain. It is not those just soreness from, you know, lifting up the book or you're sitting in front of the computer, but these are like sharp pains. And if you do experience any kind of sharp pains in your entire body, that means the body is communicating with you that something is wrong. But what we should do as we are living in the body, we should take the necessary action. We need to look for help. That is why help is always in external. But if we don't look after our internal then it's going to be tough, all right? Um, this is the first time that we are doing a topic on dental health with Dr. Ramita Venu. It's really in-depth uh, information that she has shared with us at Kopi Events. Um, as usual, every Wednesday, 9 p.m. at Kopi Events. If you want to get in touch with her, um, I mean, you have some kind of questions or you want to be connected or pay a visit for your visit on the next, like she said, six months once. This is her Instagram uh, of us. You can always look up for her. I'm sure she will help out as well if you pay a visit for your dental checkup. All right. Uh, I don't have phobia anymore. I'm sure you also won't have that phobia anymore. Uh, yes, sometimes dentists have to explain what is going in, what is coming out, especially with the sharp tools that we see. Uh, I got phobia. You know, I got phobia during my younger days. I always try to run away, you know, like a student. 
I think I probably missed it. My parents were having the hardest time. You know, I was the hardest kid. Uh, I'll be asking the dentist, what is happening? What is happening? And they said, no, shut up. So that kind of a phobia, like, you know, I think if we explain, um, I think that is very, very pleasant, right? Then you want to go and see your dentist every day. Think about it. Your child says, mom, I want to go see the dentist every day. That's amazing, right? You don't have to convince the child to go, you know, because then it's very important because if you put a little bit of fear on the child saying that, oh, if you don't study hard, if you don't do this, I'm going to send a dentist. Then eventually when the appointment comes in or when an emergency comes in, then you're going to have a lot of difficult time. So always precautions is very important. And um, don't create any phobias in your child because eventually that will be a challenge for you to convince. This is Vance from Kopi with Vance. I'll catch you on my next show every Wednesday, 9 p.m. I'm signing off. Adios, amigos. Bye.